Welcome to Flip the Script with Vic, your weekly pep talk to expand and shift your perspective. I'm your host, Victoria Nielsen. Together, we'll unwind all the things you thought you knew and awaken to what's possible when you flip the script and take control of your own life. Are you ready? Let's jump on in. Hi, loves. Welcome to another episode of Flip the Script with Vic. I'm your host, Victoria Nielsen. Today's episode is inspired by a poem from Maya Poetry. If you choose not to be present, how will you know if everything you've been asking to receive isn't right in front of you? Damn. This really reminds me of a conversation I was having with a friend last year talking about romanticizing your life. And that so many of us, the reason that we are numbing ourselves and trying to escape our lives by watching endless hours of television and scrolling our phones and disassociating by drinking and doing drugs and and all of the things is because we don't actually like the lives that we've created for ourselves. And I was definitely guilty of this through my 20s and, you know, Intentional living and living on purpose are really important to me because that is how you create the life that you want to live. And you are creating this life, whether or not you realize it, whether or not you're present to it. Every choice that you make or don't make is leading you either towards or away from this ideal that would fulfill your soul and would make you feel really good. And I think, you know, a lot of us wake up one day and are like, how did we even get here? I know that's exactly how I felt in my early 20s in New York City. I got to a point where I woke up and I didn't like the person that I was and I didn't like the life that I had created, the the partying and even the job that had been my dream job out of college didn't feel good anymore. It was boring and I wasn't trying my best at it. I was barely surviving. And, you know, I I get that for some people, it's hard to get out of their circumstances, but it starts one choice at a time. And it starts by being an active participant in your life. Because even when you're not participating, life is happening. And that's how you wake up one day And are like, holy shit, how did this even happen? Because you've got your blinders on or because you are not fully present where your feet are. And so, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't scroll or watch TV or drink or any of those things, because of course, you know, I do them too, but they should not be the majority of your life. Your life is not meant to be lived staring at a screen. It's meant to be lived with other people, being in connection and in conversation with others and with nature and with the world around you. Because there is always the beautiful give and take and flow that occurs when you're co-creating with the universe. And you're co-creating whether or not you realize it. You know, if you're making a conscious choice or making an unconscious choice, the universe is still responding to that. And so why would you not want it to be a conscious choice that is leading you closer to ease and peace and fulfillment? Because that is possible for absolutely every single person. Every single person can love their life 
And it's not too late. It's not too late to open your eyes and begin to make some changes if there are things that you don't like in your life. And that can be hard to come to terms with, right? Because, you know, maybe your dreams have changed. Maybe that dream job that you got right out of college doesn't light you up anymore and you feel shame because it was the thing that you always wanted and now you want something new and you were taught when you were younger that wanting more is bad. But is it really? We are human beings that are meant to evolve and shift and change. It is natural for us to want more. It is natural for us to crave new stimuli and new environments and new things to be reacting to because that's how you create new neural pathways in the brain. That's how you work on your neuroplasticity is by doing something different, by changing the routine and doing things out of the normal. And that's what gives you the dopamine hit and makes you so excited to wake up in the morning because you have something new to look forward to. I mean, think about it. When you're planning a trip somewhere, right? You have this thing that excites you and and you have something to look forward to and you have a reason to get up in the morning. And you know, I I love planning trips for that reason because it breaks you out of the monotony of your everyday life and brings you new experiences and new perspectives that you can then bring back and take into your world to make changes and shifts based on this new data input that you have experienced in your life because we're all forming our realities, right, based on our perceptions and the data. I don't know why I'm on like a data kick today, but <laughs> but on the data that is, you know, being given to us from the world. And we have a choice in all of that. And I want to remind you of that today, because sometimes I think we feel like we don't have a choice, that we're stuck in the job that we don't like, or in the marriage that we're unhappy in, or whatever the situation may be. But you always have a choice. And it's scary. Okay, let's acknowledge that, right? That it's out of your comfort zone. And that your ego wants to keep you safe. So your ego is going to give you all of the reasons why it's a bad idea for you to change your environment. And your your ego is not bad. It just, it's doing what it was made to do, which is keep you safe. And safety means doing the things that you've always known and getting the outcomes that you know are promised, right? You know every single day that if you eat this breakfast, you go to the office at this time, you do these things, you go to the gym, you go home, that it's going to it's going to be a day, right? And that you could check it off the list and you could say, "Okay, I completed that day." But did you did you actually live up to the potential of that day? And again, living up to the potential may have your body and these stories that you tell yourself ringing alarm bells because it's scary to live up to your potential because what if you fail? And what if people laugh at you? And what if people judge you? And what if it doesn't work? Well, so what? What if it doesn't work? You try something new. That's how you build resilience. And that's how you come to realize that it's okay to make mistakes. And actually, we're supposed to make mistakes as humans. And that most of the time, things will continue on, even when we make these mistakes. And even when it feels like our world is ending, the world has always continued on after these moments. You know, and especially in our younger years, like in high school, it feels like, God, every faux pas and everything is just the end of the world. But, and in the, in the moment to you, you know, that's your reality. But the world keeps spinning and things keep moving. And guess what? You end up okay in the end. 
And so can we, coming back to that idea of romanticizing our lives, you know, you're told that you're supposed to date your spouse and you're supposed to date yourself and all of these things. Well, what about dating your own life? What about making your life one that you want to live and wake up to every single day? So does that mean that you're decorating your house with fresh flowers or you're putting on music first thing in the morning to dance and move your energy? Or, you know, are you taking the long walk to work instead of taking the route that you always take? That to me is romanticizing your life. That to me is adding a little bit of whimsy and play into the everyday because, you know, what's that old saying that like all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy? It's true. You have got to love the pieces of your life and start small. You know, if you don't love your current job, I'm not saying quit tomorrow, but I'm saying maybe open yourself to the possibility of going somewhere else. Maybe you begin to look at, you know, um, job listings and just see what else is out there. Maybe you begin to follow people on social media who have the life that you want and not out of jealousy or envy, but because they are an expander for you to show you what is possible because you don't know what's possible until you see someone else achieve it. You don't know that it it can actually happen until you have someone in your orbit that shows you that it can. And so you have to be careful with who you surround yourself with and who you are I want to say striving to be but but that's not even it it's who you are living up to perhaps you know it's the five people that you are closest to are the five people that are showing you how the world looks and what's possible and you know all of the things are you surrounded by people that lift you up that want to grow and expand and change their realities and want to romanticize their lives. And, you know, if you aren't, how can you begin cultivating that? Because again, you can always change these things. And I'm not saying that, you know, throw your best friends out the window if there's not these things, but maybe you add to that circle of friends and you find someone that does inspire you and does show you that it's possible because joy is your birthright. And being happy in your life is your birthright. We are the ones that stay in our own suffering. We are the ones that cause most of our own suffering because we can't get out of the the loops in our heads or we can't see something bigger for ourselves because we're not even present in what's currently happening or we're so disassociated from our bodies that we can't feel and feeling in the body is the first step because I I get it. You don't want to feel bad. You don't want to live the life that you currently have perhaps. And so you've started this habit of not being where your feet are and of not being fully present. But again, life is still going to happen around you. And so can you begin to bring yourself back? Can you begin to call your power back? That's an easy exercise that I do every single day, every single morning before I sit down for my meditation. I say out loud, I call all of my power back to me now. And you may be surprised at how much of your power has been given away to people and places and things outside of yourself. 
And again, that's natural, but the, you have to have the energetic hygiene to bring yourself back because when you are fully grounded in yourself and in your reality, that is when you are steering the ship of your destiny. That is when you are in control of your own life and you are always in control. It may not feel like it some days, you know, the days that your boss is on your back about getting something done and you just don't want to do it and, and you know, it, it feels like you're not in control of that. You are always in control of your reactions to that and how you let it affect or not affect your energy. And so when you begin to take back that control and that power in your own life, you will see that you've always been the one guiding the ship. It's just whether or not it's been a conscious decision or not. And I don't know about you, but I would rather have the conscious Victoria running the show than the unconscious and subconscious Victoria that is so full of triggers and programming and projections and things that are not mine. Because then you can begin to parse through those things, right? Like, do you have this job because it's actually something you enjoy or because it's something that you think you should do based on your upbringing? Do you make decisions because you want to do these things and because they bring you joy or out of a sense of guilt or out of a sense of need to, to please someone else? You know, as, as a mom, I get how other moms can be consumed by the lives of their kids and they feel like they have to do these certain things. No, you fucking don't. Like you make the own, your own rules. Like I, when I was younger, God, I, I was in so many activities. It was like I was in soccer and I was in cheerleading and I wasn't given time to literally just be by myself. And I don't want that for my kids. So I'm choosing to do something different. I get that that's probably very different than many of you listening who have kids in a million activities. Also, my oldest is only four. So there will be a time when he is in a ton of activities. But right now, that's not something that I want to subscribe to. And I encourage you throughout the next couple of days to stop and tune into your body and ask yourself if this is something that you even want. And I know that feeling into the body may feel foreign to you. And so the suggestion that I will give you or the invitation that I will give you is that when things feel good and right, there's an ease to your body. Your shoulders are relaxed. You don't feel as tense. Your stomach doesn't hurt you feel able to exhale and take a deep breath. If it is something that your body does not want you to do or does not feel comfortable with or is not in alignment for you, it's going to feel like tension and it's going to feel icky in the body and it's going to feel um, like anxiety and anxiousness. And I get that we cannot always avoid some of these feelings in this modern world that they are going to happen, but we have to begin to listen to what they're telling us because the body is always speaking to us and always telling us when it is in alignment and when you're out of alignment. And it is a very subtle dance that you begin to understand when you start to tune in and when you start to make decisions from that place. And it can be as simple as, what do you have for breakfast? Like ask your body tomorrow morning, what do you want for breakfast? And see if it's the same breakfast that you eat every morning or if it's something different. And, you know, that's how I made the switch to matcha from coffee. I asked my body and I said, what would feel better? And it told me matcha. 
but my mind still some mornings says coffee and I, I don't drink it because I know my mind, it's a, it's a habit that I am trying to break. So there are mornings when I'm tired and I'm making my matcha and I'm like, well, I could just make a coffee and I, it would have more caffeine and I would feel better. And then I have to stop and check in with the body and say, body, are you telling me this or is my mind telling me this? And most of the time it's my mind trying to tell me that because it is so used to this habit. I've had coffee every day since college. And so I'm training my my brain to follow this new habit that my body is already on board with. And so that is another reason I do kundalini yoga, the yoga of awareness, because you are bringing your head brain, your heart brain, and your gut brain into alignment with these practices. Because most of us only use our head brains. We don't use our heart and our gut brains. But when you're using all three together, that is when you are in the highest alignment. That is when you are following the wishes of your true creator self. That is when you will find synchronicities abound and your life becomes more easeful. And you are fighting yourself most of the time when you are only using your mind brain. I mean, think about it. How many sleepless nights do you lay there just thinking in circles about something, even though you know the answer, you truly know the answer, but you think that you don't because you're logicking yourself out of it, right? Because it doesn't make sense to the brain. So you dismiss it. But when we begin to lead from these other brains, from that heart brain and from that gut brain, we find that the things that are better for us make us feel more fulfilled and at ease and peaceful are maybe different than the things that society has told us. And that's okay. But can we be brave enough to follow those nudges and make those choices so that we are living the lives that we are meant to live that we are beings of joy and love instead of hate and suffering. And so if you get nothing else from this episode, I hope it's that you are an infinite being of love and you are the creator of your life and that you are in control and you have the power at any point to make a new decision and to do things differently. And I hope that you do. I hope that you begin to romanticize your life and I hope that you begin to be present enough to receive the blessings that are already there, even if they feel hard to find some days. There is always something to be thankful for. There is always something to be looking forward to. And can you begin creating your life from that place instead of the numb, disassociated place that you might currently be living in? Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you are wanting to truly shift your reality and return to your true creator self, I invite you to join me in Mexico, April 8th through the 12th in El Sargento at the Return to You Retreat. We're going to be doing some amazing creative work, playful work, color work. We're going to do breath work every single morning. We're going on boat adventures. We're going to do a Temescal sweat lodge experience. We have some amazing guest facilitators coming to help us come back home to ourselves and to nature. I thank you so much for being here with me. I hope I'll see you next week. Be good to one another. I love you.